0: GEM, our Australian Unity Booklet. Recently, I opened the green cover of the Christadelphian Unity in Australia booklet, published by the Central Standing Committee in 1963, in celebration of five years of unity in Australia. Yes, confession, I needed to blow off the dust, and looking back, I suspect this was only the second time in 50 years. How long since you have taken down your copy? We have such a gem not only in this written record, but also looking back at the energy and work of Brothers Carter and Cooper. Reading again the Australian Unity booklet refreshed the intense efforts of Brother Carter and Brother Cooper to visit so many Ecclesias, hold so many meetings, bringing together brethren from across Australia, all having a common purpose of bringing the Ecclesias in Australia back into one fellowship on a common understanding of the BASF. It had been nearly 60 years since the teaching of Brother E. Turney. Jesus' nature was free from the effects of sin. And Brother J.J. J. Andrews, who taught quite the opposite when he insisted that Jesus needed a sacrifice for his nature because his nature was sin in the flesh. They were dark days when church teaching blended with the truth and caused so much stress and division around the world. Some of this still continues in some places today. The treasure of our little green booklet can be found in the content of the reports made in the Christadelphian in the late 1950s. They clearly define the truth agreed by our brethren at that time, and they form the basis of unity which we have enjoyed amongst our ecclesias for more than 70 years. The addendum on page 12 specifically refers to clauses 5 and 12 of the BASF, providing a clarifying statement which, in the minds of brothers Carter and Cooper, were always intended as the understanding of the BASF, concerning the nature of man and the saving work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That understanding had always been so, dating back to when the Birmingham Ecclesia defined the central fellowship position on this matter. Subsequent pages speak clearly about metonymy, a common grammatical usage in the scriptures, showing that sin with this understanding is consistently speaking of the effects of sin which impact each one of us. These notes explain the understanding behind the doctrine to be rejected, Clause 27, which was inserted after the error of Brother E. Turney. Almighty God, who sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world, was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. The Son accomplished the will of his Father on the cross and after a life of perfect obedience, finally destroyed in his body the effects of sin. Jesus was born of a woman, made under the law, although temptation was strong. His emotion is evident all through the Gospel records. Those effects of sin were never allowed to generate, to conceive and become actual sin. In this way, sin, the thinking of the serpent, was crushed in the very arena where it had been able to reign supreme in every other inhabitant of the earth since Adam. In the body of our Lord it had no power, no authority. It was crushed in fulfilment, Genesis 3.15. Brother Roberts shows as far back as 1874 that the phrase Paul used in Romans 8 verse 3, sin in the flesh, should never be hyphenated as sin in the flesh. God condemns sin, sin here is personified as a master, and if we ask where did the condemnation take place, the answer is in the flesh. The flesh concerned being the body and the flesh of Jesus. Later in the book, on page 80, a quotation shows that this has been our consistent Christadelphian teaching. The Brethren did not introduce anything new in 1958. Our basis of unity in Australia is a treasure to be closely guarded. It expects honesty from each one of us to continue to work effectively as we enjoy fellowship across the country. Ecclesias which we visit expect that we accept the unity agreement when we come to meet with them. Let us remain steadfast in our faith as we await our Lord's return. We commend this booklet, Christadelphian Unity in Australia, and encourage everyone to take it down from the shelf, be refreshed in the glow of its exposition of the scriptures outlined by our former brethren, and make every effort to keep the unity of the faith, even to the coming of our Lord. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The Addendum Statement regarding clauses 5 and 12 of the Birmingham Amended Statement of Faith, referred to in the message of the 1956 conference, from brethren C. Cooper and J. Carter. We believe that Adam was made of the earth and declared to be very good. Because of disobedience to God's law, he was sentenced to return to the dust. He fell from his very good state and suffered the consequences of sin, shame, a defiled conscience, and mortality. As his descendants, we partake of that mortality that came by sin and inherit a nature prone to sin. By our own actions we become sinners and stand in need of forgiveness of sins before we can be acceptable to God. Forgiveness and reconciliation that God has provided by offering his Son. Though Son of God, he partook of the same nature, the same flesh and blood as all of us, but did no sin. In his death he voluntarily declared God's righteousness. God was honoured and the flesh shown to be, by divine appointment, rightly related to death. To share in God's forgiveness, we must be united with Christ by baptism into his death. Rising from baptism, dead to the past, to walk in newness of life. The form of baptism is a token of burial and of resurrection, and in submitting to it we identify ourselves with the principles established in the death of Jesus who died unto sin. Recognising that God is righteous in decreeing that the wages of sin is death, and that as members of the race we are rightly related to a dispensation of death. In all his appointments, God wills to be honoured, sanctified and hallowed by all who approach under him. By his promises, God sets before man a hope of life and a prospect of resuming those relationships that are lost by sin. With the setting forth of this hope, there comes a new basis of responsibility. Times of ignorance, God overlooks, but with knowledge, a man becomes accountable and responsible. A creature with the obligation to believe and obey God.